Due to adult content, parental discretion is advised. To begin. To begin. Are you watching closely? How to start. I just, I'm bored. What plaything can you offer me today? In life itself, a memoir, Roger E. begins. I was born inside the movie of my life. I was born a poor black child. The visuals were before me. I was born in it, molded by it. The audio surrounded me. The plot unfolded inevitably, but not necessarily. I don't remember how I got into the movie, but it continues to entertain me. At first, the frames flicker without connection. We all are born with a certain package. We are who we are. Where we were born, who we were born as, how we were raised. We're kind of stuck inside that person. And the purpose of civilization and growth is to be able to reach out and empathize a little bit with other people. And for me, the movies are like a machine that generates empathy. It lets you understand a little bit more about different hopes, aspirations, dreams, and fears. It helps us to identify with the people who are sharing this journey with us. Here's the deal. Just give me the facts. Just the facts. Only the facts. Breathe. Focus. Keep it simple. No, no, no. No doubt. No doubt. Okay. Welcome to Cock and Bull Minute, a Tristram Shandy story. A podcast in which, eventually, ostensibly, at some point, we will be talking about the 2005 film Tristram Shandy, a cock and bull story, one minute at a time. Good lord, what is this story all about? Cock and a bull story. Here's your host, me, Robert Black. We're here today with guest Alice Lauren to discuss Group 9, Sing Street, and Say Anything. Alice, you could tell the, remind the listeners who you are. Yeah, so I'm Alice Lauren. I am a podcaster, a comedian, sometime actress in upstate New York. And yeah, I'm just, I'm happy to be on, on this podcast. Love talking about movies, so. Now, these two movies, had you seen either of them before? I See, I felt like I saw Say Anything. I was watching it today, like, I, I think I have, you know, but watching it, it was complete foreign experience, so I'm kind of just going into <laughs> it as if it's the first time, because, That's fair. you know, I just, like, couldn't remember anything. Even the iconic, you know, scene I was telling my friend, like, oh, no, no, that iconic, you know, he didn't even, I don't think he knew the, what it was, but that iconic scene, it's going to be at the end. And then, nope, it wasn't. So I was completely wrong. <laughs> Wait, what scene? Like the iconic, like, boombox scene, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, that's yeah. long before the end. It's in there. It's in there. Not how I thought, but... <laughs> Say Anything is the kind of movie that, yeah, people know parts of it, even if they haven't seen it. They know the boombox scene. Right. They might know his little rant about how he did... Uh, or my, I feel like people should know the, his rant about what he wants to do for a living. Oh, no, <laughs> I've I never heard it. of that. <laughs> he doesn't want to buy anything, sell anything, or process anything. Uh-huh. Yeah, Lloyd. What are your plans for the future? Spend as much time possible with Diane before uh, she leaves? Seriously, Lloyd. I'm totally and completely serious. No, really. You mean my career? Um... I don't know. I've <clears throat> thought about this quite a bit, sir, and I, I would have to say, considering what's waiting out there for me, 
I don't want to sell anything, buy anything, or process anything as a career. I don't want to sell anything bought or processed or buy anything sold or processed or process anything sold, bought, or processed or repair anything sold, bought, or processed. You know, as a career, I don't want to do that. So uh, my father's in the Army. He wants me to join, but I can't work for that corporation. Um, so what I've been doing lately is kickboxing. which is a uh, new sport, but I think it's got a good future. As far as career longevity, I don't really know because, you know, you can't really tell. If you're 8 and 6 as a fighter, you know, it's no good. You know, you have to be great, but I can't really tell if I'm great until I've had a couple of pro fights. But I haven't been knocked down yet. I don't know, I can't figure it all out tonight, so I'm just going to hang with your daughter. I love, I love his whole speech about what he wants to do. Yeah, I love him as a character. Because he's he's an interesting teenager. Yeah, he's he's interesting. I mean, I feel like he's, I guess, nice enough. But I I don't know. I was a bit, I guess, turned off by the character. I mean, a, a complex character for sure. But you know, for me, it was just not like the romantic lead you fall for. You know, I don't know how to <laughs> really describe it. I guess, yeah. Which is interesting in a way because in the film, the other girl characters keep talking about him like he is this catch and that he's the guy you'd really fall for in the end which maybe it's true but in a movie yeah he's not really that character yeah and also because i think that like sometimes you wonder like my god what what have these girls been through before i mean it was shocking when when diane was saying that you know oh my gosh when he told me not to step on the glass you know and i'm like well, that's like your big, you know, he's the best person in the world kind of idea. I mean, really? Because he didn't want you to step on broken glass? What a Romeo. Like, what are you, <laughs> what kind of crap have you been through, well, girl? With Diane, I don't think she's been through much. I think that yeah. was her whole thing is she didn't date. She didn't go to parties. Yeah. She just tried to get good grades. And it is that small, like, he looks out for me yeah. kind of idea, so. And then you have, like, his friend Corey, who's, we know she's been through some stuff. She sings yeah. all of her, what, I forget how many songs this is. Is it 64 songs She's she's got? I wrote 63 songs this year. They're all about Joe, and I'm going to play every single one of them tonight. I think she says 63, and then he said, or he says, Lloyd says 65, so something like that, <laughs> yeah. She's written 65 songs. 65, they're all about you. They're all about pain. So what's up? So stop freaking with your head, man. Just stop playing with your mind, you know? She's a human being. She's a person. She's very talented, you know? See, why do you think I keep her tapes? It's gonna be valuable someday. No! Never! No! Never! Ever! Ever! Don't you ever think it! Yeah, she's gonna sing them all that night, and they're all about her breakup with her ex-boyfriend. Yeah. Joe. Joe lies. <laughs> Listeners, by the way, we're talking about Say Anything, which if you haven't seen it, go see it. But it is written and directed by Cameron Crowe. And the character we're talking about primarily here so far is Lloyd Dobler, played by John Cusack, who is, he's not really a slacker, but he is, he lives with his older sister and her kid because his parents are in the military, I believe, is what they say. Yeah. Like, they're not dead, they're just going. That's so sweet. It's his real life sister, and yeah. was it real life nephew? Because I, I don't know. I was just listening to another podcast about it, and they it were. It could be. I, I, I don't Saying, know. like, who, like, stole the show kind of in, like, their little you know, limited time in the film, and they said the little boy stole the show <laughs> in this whole, you know, in this whole movie. Yeah! Yeah! He's back! 
Hey, my brother, can I buy a copy of your Hey Soul Classics? No, my brother, you have to go buy your own. Hook it off the jab, hook off the jab. Why can't you be his uncle and not his playmate? And they were saying, like, Joe, Joan Cusack's son, but I don't know if they meant, like, in the movie or... I, he has a different last name, but that oh, doesn't okay. necessarily mean it's not. But yeah, the kid is great, because John Kuzak's thing is he's into kickboxing, and this is in, yeah. what, 88, so it's kind of a new thing. Yeah. And he's teaching it to the little kid, and later he's got a great moment where he's teaching it to a bunch of other kids, and he's like, yeah, they pay me for this, and he's so excited. Yeah. He's like, he can make a living doing what he's doing. He's a, he's a fun, he's, he's the kind of, I saw this when it was new, and I wasn't a teenager yet. Like, I wasn't even as old as him. And it was like, I want to be that guy as a teenager, because he didn't want to do a regular job like everyone else, and he just wanted to do what made him happy. And I'm like, I loved that. Yeah, it was it was weird to see, like, that, was it the, the career counselor at the party be like, you have to choose mm-hmm. something. And I'm like, who, re- I mean, there there's a, a way that, yes, you have to choose, you know, your college, you have to choose your major if you go to college, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. So there is some level of choice, but... I was like, that's a little unrealistic, having like, no, you have to know right now exactly what you want to do. Uh, it, was, it was a little bit strange to hear kind of how, how deep that went. Yeah, it's like she got every kid to choose something, and so she's just obsessed. He has to pick. Boy, boy, Dobler, I got you. How you doing, Miss Evans? You missed every one of your career counseling sessions. Call me obsessive compulsive. Let's do this right now. No way. Lloyd. What? I'm not going to go to Seattle Junior College. I mean, I've got to be honest with you. I'm not looking for that. I'm looking for something bigger, you know? I'm looking for a dare-to-be-great situation. Lloyd, everybody in that party put something on their record except you. How many of them really know what they want, though? I mean, a lot of them think that they have to know, right? But inside, they don't really know, so... I don't know. But I know that I don't know. Thanks, up, Lloyd. But then she's also going to the party, which is a great... Like, beat at the end of that scene. Yeah, of course. Yeah. She gives him her keys, because she's going to the party, too. Yeah. And he, of course, is in the relationship with Diane Court, mm-hmm. who is... She's somewhat popular, like, everyone knows who she is, but she's, like, the pretty high-class, like, straight-A student that everyone just knows, sort of. Yeah. No one's friends with her, really. Well, I was trying to figure out if she was kind of that, like, upper-class as well, like, looking at her at her house... Um, especially with all the, the tax yeah. stuff, whatever going on. I was kind of trying to figure out, like, are they rich people? I know her dad was buying her gifts and, and things like that, but it was just kind of this. Well, that's, that's like the FBI agent's description is, is everything in the house nice, but not too nice? Yeah. You know, she gets a car for graduation. Right. And, you know, they've got jukeboxes. Those things are expensive. Mm-hmm. Stellar jukebox, sir. Thanks, Lloyd. How do you obtain one of those? Uh, how do we pay for the world, Mr. Al? Well, that guy didn't want to part with it. A little matter of uh, $9,000. And so, yeah, the, the ongoing plot is that, yeah, her father has been... Stealing might be too strong a word, but he's been taking money from the old people that live at the home where he works. Yeah, I did not figure that out for a long time. And then I was like, I was like, they, 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 
had to do with the nursing home was surprising, yeah. Yeah, they never quite explain even what he does. They never really explain it. She figures out that he's doing it, but it's, I don't get the impression he's, like, stealing money from them. What he does is he takes advantage of them because, like, some of them don't have kids that look after them, and so he takes care of them. He helps them with things, and they give him money. Oh, okay. I don't know that he's necess- any. maybe he gets himself, sort of finagles himself into their will, even. It's clearly illegal because the FBI are involved, but I don't know exactly what the crime is. Right, well, yeah, my friend was like, why is the IRS in on this? And I was like, yeah, well, RIS, maybe he yeah. claim it on the taxes, and then that makes... That, yeah, I think that's it. Because it's hard to, you put that much money on your income, if you're, even if he's just inheriting money constantly from all of these people, that's going to change your tax bracket, you know? Yeah. It's, uh, it becomes a problem. And in the middle of this, we have Diane trying to, you know, have a life in her last summer before she goes off to college in, I want to say England. I forget what school she's going to. Yeah, I think England. Yeah, so it was a school, because I know it was this fellowship, but I didn't know what yeah. that meant. Like, okay. Fellowship is kind of like a scholarship, but yeah. they're, like they're going to pay you and let you live there. And you're going to college, yeah, yeah. Take care of you while you're going to school. And it's, it's interesting, I kind of, I, I guess I'd say I appreciated that it wasn't like she went a wild child and, and everything. She still really stayed mm-hmm. true to herself. You know, the craziest thing, I guess, the, you know, thing that she did was lose her virginity, I guess I would say. Yeah. You know, so I, or I mean, I guess that wasn't even really said. I think we only know that Lloyd did. I don't know if we know if she did necessarily, but you know, that was, I guess she didn't like, it wasn't like watching, you know, like book smart or super bad or, you know, any of those things. Yeah, she's not going crazy about it. Yeah. It's, it's not a crazy teen comedy mm-hmm. with like drugs and weird mishaps going on all night. Oh, I would, I'd love to see that remake where she just goes nuts. And <laughs> it, interestingly, I just, when I just watched Say Anything, it was a couple of weeks ago, I had also just watched mm-hmm. book smart a couple of weeks before. Yeah. And I was like, I hadn't realized how like close the setup was to the movies. Is it? It's this oh, yeah. this girl who never really did anything fun in high school. Was like, wait, I never did anything fun in high school. I have to do something fun. So she goes out with a guy she doesn't really know because they sat together at a food court the day before. Okay, so that was that. Because that's why when he was saying at the end about how oh I he was talking into the tape recorder that like their first date was at a mall mm-hmm. or something. I'm like, wasn't their first date the party? That wasn't really... Well, that, that was the whole thing at the beginning of the movie is he keeps talking about it like it's a date. And it was a big deal that they sat together at a food court. And then you find out later, it was literally yesterday at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> and I think she just happened to sit by him because oh, the other tables were taken. <sighs> Probably she's like, can I, may I sit? And he's like, yes. But it was a, it was a big deal to him because he's sitting next to this girl he's got a crush on. Mm-hmm. And to her, she's just like, wait, who's Lloyd Doppler? <laughs> Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, all that. That moment was like, she said, yeah, yeah, you sit next to me there. And he was like, oh, you remembered? No, it's written down right here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was on the message. It was on the message. Yeah, I, my my thing with Say Anything is, like, personally, is I've liked it since I first saw it, but then it's also one of the first movies I ever watched with my wife. Mm-hmm. Like, when we first met in person, because we met online. So it has that, like, sentimental value as well. Mm-hmm. And then when she came out to L.A., we in a hotel room. We watched Say Anything. We watched Free Enterprise. We watched Solar Opposites. We watched a couple episodes of Buffy. <laughs> like it was her, me indoctrinating her into my world. Yeah, and it, it, that went well. Yeah, so it has, it has that sentimental value for you, where you just yeah, you kind of associate it. <laughs> like 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 in that, I've been like 
reading a lot of your blog posts. So that was the the one where you're talking about how you associate songs with different things, movies with different yeah. events in your life. Yeah, I mean, I think overall, I thought say anything was all right, but it was it was okay. It yeah. wasn't romantic enough. <laughs> yeah, I think the romance side of it works well still. Mm-hmm. I I think the plot of it doesn't hold up as well. Maybe because they never quite explain what the father is doing. Like now, I just want to understand it, and I'm like, "What, what is he taking? What did, like what did he do?" And they never tell you. He just goes to prison at the end. It's like, for yeah, what? It was, it was kind of a, a side plot with? sort of thing, but not even really a yeah. plot. It was just kind of kind of out there. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, it's more just a way to take the father out of her life and right. leave her with nothing but Lloyd in the end. Well, the which at the end we hope is a good thing. Right. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, her, her father was a really interesting character because I feel like he, even though I know he's described as kind of overprotective and yeah. she's the, I might as well be Ivy League, you know, bound valedictorian girl, but he didn't, he didn't seem, he seemed pretty, I don't want to say relaxed necessarily, but like, for example, like when Lloyd comes to pick her up and he's like, I'll take care of her for the next seven, I thought it was 78 hours, but <laughs> seven to eight hours. Yeah. Uh, seven, seven to eight hours, and I'm like, what? He's picking her up at eight. She gets back the next morning. No big deal. And I'm thinking, like, her dad doesn't, he's, he's fine. Like, I thought there would be more harshness, more, you know, I don't know, pushiness. I watched this movie. Yeah. I think it was last week on Netflix called The Fuck It List. And it was this, you know, these, these parents were, you know, very overprotective over their their son who got into, I think, all of the Ivy Leagues, except I think he was waitlisted for Harvard, and, like, the parents were so driven, so harsh, so strong, you know, these, these super strong, you know, characters, like, no, you know, you can't go party, you can't do this, you can't do that, you know, you've got to really stay on the path, and kind of seeing this dad, you know, and say anything, it was just, it was... A much more different dad. He seemed to like Lloyd yeah. for most of the movie, I feel like. Yeah. Maybe not even like, but just kind of like, all right, that's fine. Yeah, take her out. I'm not going to assume that you're doing anything inappropriate. I'm not going to, yeah, take her out all night. I mean, my parents would, would, you know, kill me if I was a high schooler who came back in the morning after being with a boy. What? Well, and that's the whole thing with the title, too, is that she and her father tell each other everything. Yeah. And when her conversation, when she's explaining how she, she assumed Lloyd was going to want to have sex and she thought she might feel pressured. I know. And it seems like she's leaning into, yeah, I told him no. And it's like, oh yeah, but then I slept with him anyway. <laughs> right, right. It's oh, like, I know. That was oh, cringy. Wow. <laughs> she's just telling her father this conversation. Yeah. So we started spending all this time together as friends. But I could feel him getting anxious. And then I knew that there would be a confrontation over getting physical. He started to get that look at the end of the night. Do you know that look? And then you know it's going to be an issue. So I went through all the different feelings and all the different arguments you're supposed to go through. Did he ever get rough with you? Dad, no. But I didn't want any problems, so I decided not to sleep with him. But then I attacked him anyway. It always feels good to tell you the truth. 
because if I can't share it with you, it's almost like it didn't happen. Because it's normal for them, and he's he's a yeah he's a very relaxed, especially for like a criminal, essentially. Yeah. He's very relaxed and sure of his life. He takes care of these people that he works with, mm-hmm. and he takes care of his daughter since her mother's been out of the picture for I think they say like a decade. Mm-hmm. And so it's just them, and he created a comfortable life, and she apparently is comfortable in it, and he knows she's going away, so he's not worried about Lloyd. Yeah. But he, yeah, he even does seem to like him. Yeah. Along the way. But like, yeah, he comes to dinner, you know, I think second date is, you know, coming to dinner and, you know, everything, yeah, everything's pretty easy. But I think maybe he, he thinks, well, you know, oh, it's some silly little friend before she, you know, lives out our plan for her. <laughs> Which I kind of thought that maybe she would, you know, choose in the end, like, I don't want to go. I want to stay with my, with my boyfriend. So that was, that was a refreshing thing too that she she did go (laughs) yeah in in a different movie i think that would be like if it was more of a romantic comedy like a more modern rom-com yeah i think it would end more like that where she chooses him or he does a more dramatic thing where she leaves and then he goes and meets her there instead we get like kind of classic ending of they're on the plane gonna leave and she's been afraid of flying you know and so it's just this moment where we don't know what's going to happen next and it's a it's a oh, yeah, it nice cool. change of pace for a romantic movie. That it doesn't end, oh, they're happy. It ends with this question mark. Yeah, it's kind of like a graduate ending. <laughs> yeah. Well, the graduate might be a little more downer because the looks on their faces imply, uh, yeah. what the fuck did we just do? <laughs> at least in this case, it looks like they're hopeful. They were looking at the, up for that, yeah. that seatbelt sign or whatever to go off. Alice, I want to tell the listeners where they can hear more of you. Yeah, well, we're on hiatus right now, but I'm on the Now You've Seen It podcast. I'm a panelist on that. You can find that basically everywhere. We talk to people who, you know, it's their, it's their first time seeing whatever movie we're going to talk about. And so a lot of times it's also my, my first time seeing it as well, just incidentally. <laughs> and yeah, we just have really cool conversations. So you can find that anywhere. And I just do other other podcasts, other other places. You can find me on Twitter. I believe it's at Pod Socialite, and Facebook is Alice Lauren. Thank you for listening. This has been Cock and Bull Minute, a Tristram Shandy story. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Cock Bull Minute. Find more content at LemmingDrops.com. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Doc. Uh, are you telling me that you built a time machine? Out of a Mandalorian. Why would you create such an abomination? This is the weapon of a coward. The, uh, it's a past stuff that dreams are made of. Cut. That's a wrap. It's over, Johnny. It's over! Nothing is over! Nothing! You're still here? You just don't turn it off! It's over. Go home. Go.